on this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by David Von Campen and Kirk Connect, two professional musicians, composers, conductors, performers, and we talk about Christmas, Christmas songs, Christmas carols, Christmas carolers, anything and everything you wanted to know about Christmas music from two expert musicians. It's the Steve Breeze Podcast, talking about Christmas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Christmas song special here. I have a few experts in the room this evening, not just me, not my children or a random high school friend I found on the street available to do this, but experts, musicians. I'm here from Lincoln, Nebraska. Let's start with David Von Campen. David, how are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Thank you for joining us. And Kurt Connect from Kansas City, Missouri. Hello, Kurt. Hi, glad to be here. So both of you are composers. You make money writing music, church musicians as well. Some university experience, David, did I, did I hit all the highlights there? Pretty much, yeah. Teach theory, direct jazz, uh, write a lot of music. Yes, Kurt. And uh, yes, I write music and I perform, nowadays I perform a lot, but I still have my hand barely in teaching. I teach graduate students in the summer at Simpson College. Sounds, sounds great. Okay, so here we are. It's, um, you know, we're, we're dragging out the Christmas season. I don't, Kurt, you lived in Lincoln, but 104.5 Omaha station has starts their Christmas music on November 1st. It's very popular in the Uber. I have to say people like that or non-controversial. No one complains and asks me to change it. At, I would um, complain if I rode in Ubers. Yeah. Hmm. It's part of the great war on Advent that yeah, our culture has created. <laughs> and as all this has started, I noticed that I have, um, I have opinions. I have some visceral reactions to certain songs uh, that seemed almost irrational. Uh, I, I do, sometimes I do a top 10 countdown on Facebook and I, I hate Baby It's Cold Outside. I, and, and not even for the words and the you know, non-political correctness or datedness of it. I just despise that song. I've lost friends about this, like in front of me. <laughs> on Facebook, I've lost the little picture turns into the uh, avatar, the blank avatar is like, oh, she just unfriended me. Um, so Friends I said- who, They're upset that you like the song. No, they're upset no, that I dislike the song. Oh, right, okay, they're upset that you don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I you, love that song. Go but ahead, you're Kurt. saying that you don't like it for musical reasons, not because of the like words? Indeed, indeed. I just I just find it you know interminable. I find it pretty boring. Um, not that interesting. And then you put the words on top of it. And then they go, oh, okay, we'll start with Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, but someone did research. And when it says, when she says, hey, what's in that drink? That's just meaning something. I mean, people don't read program notes for like real choral concerts. You know? I don't want a program note for my Christmas carol. I just want to <laughs> sit there on the radio, listen to it, sing along, tolerate or change the channel. Okay, so I have some favorites and I have some not so favorites. I'll start. My favorite carol or Carol, excuse me, my favorite Christmas song is Peace on Earth slash the Little Drummer Boy, David Bowie, Bing Crosby, which is either ironic or coincidental or interesting because I hate the Little Drummer Boy by itself. I find that extremely boring. But you put a little melody on that, you put some somebody else singing, you put a different section of music in there, there's a whole bridge, there's a whole something else in there, and suddenly it's interesting to me, and you put the cheesy video on, and it's, and it's good. I, I, I love that. I, I would listen to that outside of Christmas. And, you know, and they did a, a, a shot by shot recreation of the video with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, which is hilarious as well. So that is my favorite song. 
Am I crazy? Is that a decent piece of music? Experts, you talk. Who's first? <laughs> you want us to be totally honest, right? I do. I do. Unfiltered. And, I won't unfriend assume... you. I won't cut you off. Go ahead. And and sorry if you said this while I was talking to my daughter. You can cut this out. But you're talking about the Bing Crosby and David Bowie version? Indeed. Yes. Okay. Is there another version of that? I think. That's I, the, I don't know. That's but I, that's the one I listened to when you, yes. when you said you were going to talk about this song. And okay. my honest, unfiltered take here is that uh, medleys and combined tunes in a single arrangement are always a gimmick and that's never interesting to me. I'm not a Bowie fan and the whole arrangement is trying too hard. Okay, okay. I hate a little drumming boy though. I don't I don't want to listen to a, a melody of a third. And I would rather I would rather listen change. I would rather listen to a good version of just that song than this combination of two tunes. Okay, there is no good version of the little drummer boy. It's so do you like, like, do like you, watching go ahead Kurt. Do you like Bowie outside of this? I do. I do. Yes, yeah, I like the hits, you know. I I like the I never gotten into I've never gotten into Bowie outside of that. I can listen to Bing Crosby before I can listen to Bowie yeah. actually. Yeah. Um that's that's interesting. So do you think is that, that you can't stand Little Drummer Boy on its own, but that this improved it enough that you like it? I, I think that's probably it. Little Drummer Boy is like watching a nativity scene. I mean, the action is over. They're just standing around. Nothing happens. All right, great. I went by church. It's like two seconds. To, Hi, how you doing? Live nativity. Good, great. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's it's just bad. Nothing happens in the song. The kids drum, Jesus smiles. And there's probably no other song that like musicians hate more that the public likes i don't know if that's and a little true. maybe do you hear what drummer. i hear it's, it's pretty awful as well <laughs> okay so david is not a fan cheesy or a gimmick okay encourage yeah, you I, feel like... a gimmick gimmick more than cheesy I, I wouldn't call it cheesy so much as a gimmick and and kind of overwrought yes david david in general has a problem with any sort of potpourri musical piece though okay and so i mean i think that you need to like hammer down because there are some like okay you know we're circling back here for a second but like sure you don't like baby it's cold outside what i think is the defect in that there's a wonderful thing that irving berlin does sometimes where he writes you know a a one character that sings a song in one character and then another character that sings a song in another character over the same chords and then they sing them together and it's kind of cool because you have two contrasting things going on baby it's cold outside doesn't work because it's not really two different things going on so it just is interacting right. but same thing, i think right. there's ways that you can do that in a clever fashion yeah yeah I'm, I'm pretty neutral on baby it's cold outside musically um and i don't i don't really care about the words and and, and all that controversy it doesn't it doesn't really offend me and i also don't think it's great but musically like i, I don't dislike that song musically it, it's not really exciting to me but i don't hate it yeah. And it's just so the thing about Bing and Bowie is um, as we get talking here, you'll see, I mean, my parents played these crooners, these crooners. OK, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. And that's sort of in my brain. So people like me, it's an attempt to sort of modernize this because I can sit here and, and, and say, I love Bing Crosby. I love Frank. And you'll be like, that was 1953 and you weren't even alive, Steve. Who would and say that? I don't know. That stuff is great. So we're so, good because that's what I really like. But we're going to attempt to modernize this a little bit by putting mashing Bowie and Bing together. Yeah, that's not and, necessary. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So you have a favorite, David? Um, well, not a favorite, but um, I don't want to pick anything too obvious. I, I have a couple thoughts. Um, okay. 
uh, Little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys uh, is great. It's the, it's the one really great Christmas track the Beach Boys gave us. Um, do, you, do you want to talk about that or should I yes. list a bunch I more? Do, I do want to talk Go about ahead. it. Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> At first, Let's... I didn't know what that was, Kurt. David and I talked a little bit pre-show and I'm like, oh, me, 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 me. Well, it's kind of, my only problem with it, it's kind of a knockoff of Little Deuce Coop or whatever. It's yeah, kind of... not unoriginal knockoff of Little Deuce Coop. But it, I mean, like always with the Beach Boys, it's musically very interesting. Yeah, it's it's musically very interesting. I'm glad so, you agree with me. No I do theremin. agree with you on that. Okay, great. <laughs> no theremin on that, however, David. No theremin. Well, on does, is that a bad thing? Well, it was on good vibrations. Was, well, yeah. Is, is it only a good Beach Boys song if they use a theremin? <laughs> yeah, it is. I've never heard anyone say that. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm waiting for the theremin or the you know whip crack or something to happen to make it Christmassy. I don't know. For me, I'm new, I'm, you know, neutral. It's like the bell curve for me. I have like three I really like, three I hate, and the others are just there. And that Beach Boys one, I'm not like, oh, wait, let me turn that up again. How interesting. It's I've never lived in a place that was warm during Christmas. So the idea of seeing, sort of having Santa Claus and whatever in the snow, in the sun is odd to me. So, but I've sure. Also, yeah. I've also never lived in a place that's warm at Christmas. But it's still a good song. Okay. And having grown up in Tampa, see, that's the one thing that I like feel like I understand about. Like a lot of times the Beach Boys, I find them musically interesting, but I'm not always into the mood that they're portraying. You know, I just hardly ever. It's not always the case, but but certain times like with that. But the funny thing about Little St. Nick is it reminds me of growing up in Tampa because it feels like a warm weather Christmas because it's yeah. happy and, you know, all of all of that stuff. And this is the backlash. I'm, I'm, I'm preempting the backlash we're going to get for this because Kurt just said it. This song reminds me of a experience I had. This song reminds me of my grandpa. Mm -hmm. This song. So we're going to start going on these songs and I'm going to get comments on Facebook. It was my grandfather's favorite song. And, you know, he's not here now and you should shut up. And I'm just like, oh. I, I get that sentimental quality. I get that. But oh, I know. see what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But at the same time with that, I mean, I don't I don't fault anybody for that. Like. The Smiths yeah. were popular when I was in high school, so I listened to the Smiths. I don't think they're good musically. Right, in the right. same way that um, sometimes I'll kill a bag of potato chips, uh, but I don't think it's like good for my body to yes. do. But yes. you know what I mean? Yes. So I don't mind musical so, indulgences sometimes. Like also, that. here's the thing. like Songs that are popular, and especially Christmas songs that are popular, are crafted purposefully to manipulate you emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so if that is effective, that can be done effectively in the context of a not great song. Sure. So I, I don't fault anyone for getting attached to something that's not great. Um, right. But we can, like, we can still say, say the truth about the song. That's right. right. <laughs> yes, it's okay to have standards. I eat, I eat at McDonald's occasionally. Not proud mm -hmm. of it, but I, I, I do like that. I don't even like it, you know, but I, I do it. And I'm like, wow, that's a familiar taste in my mouth of that whatever secret sauce is. <laughs> okay, Kurt, you have a favorite? Or I do. And, um, you know, I want to just point out that, you know, when it comes to secular Christmas songs, which is what I'm sort of focused on tonight in some ways, um, and it's, when it comes to secular Christmas songs, how many of our great secular Christmas songs were written by jews which is amazing too right, right but i love the christmas song uh chestnuts roasting on an open fire if you don't know that by mel tome um mostly i love that song because um when i have to play a party or something and i want a song that has a lot of great changes to do stuff over 
it's got great changes that you can play over and it's a lot of fun to to work with it's pretty malleable and yeah yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's interesting I, I just think it's interesting to hear which is a, sort of a point of a good song as well and it's I, I think what David said a little bit it's not so obvious the way it it sort of um you know is is tugging at your heartstrings a little bit um by contrast there is no place like home for the holidays is pretty freaking obvious with that you know it just says it you know hey Mel Torme actually sorry Mel Torme actually wrote that song I did not know that yeah I knew he he, sang I knew he sang a version but he actually wrote it no he wrote it he wrote it too I don't think he wrote all the I don't think he wrote all the lyric but um but he did write that song so I probably know the Nat King Cole version did he may popularize Mm -hmm. that as well a little bit Yeah. And then, you there's know, a bunch of really good versions. The Take Six version from their second Christmas album is super good. Okay, now I, you're... I'm I'm Luke. Sorry. No, you're talking a little crazy talk with me. Take Six. That's like a group from the '80s, okay, right? No, I don't know who they are. Is it Pentatonix? Takes... You meant pe- Pentatonix? No, no, they're all right. They're so much better. I'm, than the I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here and keep doing this despite <laughs> what you just said. Uh, take Take Six is uh, probably the most important. The most important vocal jazz group of all time. It's uh, six guys out of the gospel tradition that all went to uh, Oakwood University, and yes. and uh, it's it's uh, I, musically, I musically stunning. <laughs> Do you put them above like even like Lambert Hendrix and Ross and stuff like that? that's hard Th- those two are so different They're, they yeah, they, they do are. such different right. things I-, I would say those two groups are equally important um but yeah i would agree those are very very hard anyway the christmas six. song is yeah you gotta check it out um the christmas song is good but in the in the context of songs that i think are really good that one's kind of medium for me it's it's not at the top of my list Take six, however, they're so good, but I've never seen them in an ACDA conference, David. They can't be that good. Well, um, uh, one of the guys from the band shows up. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, Cedric Dent arranged Cedric Dent. and sang, sang with the aliens at the last ACDA conference. Yeah. So right. they, okay. they were there. I was yeah. uh, I stand corrected because I, I see the real group there quite quite a bit. And maybe <laughs> real group used to be a jazz group. Indeed. Indeed. We're off the topic, but who cares? This but is, why, this David? Why. I want to know why. Why did you Go say ahead. just because of changes, or the mel- melody doesn't do enough, or what? They they used to sing actual jazz music and improvise. no, 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 no. I was talking about the song, the Christmas oh. song. <laughs> you okay, were on. I don't want to argue about real group. Real group. Like, there's no real group bashing going on. Okay. All right. No, I like I them. They're they're good. Yeah, they're good. Um. Uh. What was I going to say? Oh, about uh, chestnuts roasting on open fire. It's just a little. I. I feel like the changes are trying a little too hard. When it goes to the, yeah, when it goes it's, to the It's just a little more like harmonically twisty than it needs to be for okay. the song. I'll give you that. And, but okay. it's good. It's a good and song. I, I like when it. When I play it, it gets even worse. Well, <laughs> so. yeah, no doubt. <laughs> okay, David, I need to unpack this a little bit because you've said this little phrase two times, trying too hard. Mm. So now I'm going to be, you know, a dummy here so the the little uh you know david bowie bing crosby thing tries too hard this song try, uh-huh. what, what does that you know what does that mean that means uh the composer or the arranger composed or arranged it a little too much the the best songs in my opinion have an effortless quality about them and okay. and when that effortlessness is lacking i feel like like they like 
pushed too hard to 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 try and make it more uh, dense or interesting than it needed to be to be effective. Okay, sometimes I say you hear the technique. Sometimes you know you don't yeah. want you, you don't want to hear the technique. You want I like. Man that that's okay. that's okay. probably sure. a similar just, thought yeah. i'm trying to think yeah because i mean the little drummer boy that doesn't try at all that's a, a melody of a, a third right it goes up and down goes up and down and, and <laughs> it stops but that's too boring so you got to find the happy medium right so like okay. the the perfect examples of this to me are like chet baker or the mozart requiem like totally effortless they're never trying too hard every note just unfolds perfectly that's gotcha. that's what i'm looking for okay okay so kurt Anyone that you hate, anyone you're going to run out of the room, any, any, you know, genre, any, 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 anyone you're going to shut off. So, you know, um, some years ago, I started playing these Christmas carols to entertain students, and then it became a thing. So students would come in and at the end of the semester be bored, and I would say at the beginning of class, pick a composer and pick a carol, and I'll play the carol in the style of that composer. Yeah, and sure. so I started doing that, and then one year a student said i want you to play christmas shoes in the style of i don't remember mio or something like that and i said i don't i don't know what you're i don't know what you're talking about there's a song called christmas shoes and i went and looked it up in the video and it's just the worst like it's the worst most manipulative thing it's a bad song it's got just the most dull chord progressions and it's just it's emotionally manipulative it's about a kid whose mom's dying of cancer or something that can't afford shoes and and it's got even the worst thing in it a modulation because it's so boring on its own that yes. they have to bump it up a key at the end gotcha gotcha i, ma I made it through I, I didn't know this before you you know you mentioned this to me I, I made it through about 30 seconds the kid with the buck teeth kind of turned around and i was out i was I was, I was like okay this, this isn't happening for me i mean nothing against people my, my my kids have braces and whatever orthodontic issues but that that was just a little too much for me okay christmas shoes bad song are there any good country styled christmas songs kurt david are there any good ones i like my guilty pleasure here i like where are you christmas by faith hill two modulations kurt bumps it up twice um I, I can't go with you on that i, I just i listen to it because you mentioned it it's not oh. but that is bomb 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 that is guilty pleasure i know i shouldn't like it as i'm eating my big mac but i leave it on and i and it, and it sort of pulls me and i'm like yeah because it's adult david the 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 veil is taken away from christmas we know life is hard and she's just still trying out there you know what i mean I, that's why i, I like that I looked this up and listened to it because I'd never heard it before. And I found out that it was co-written by James Horner, who also wrote Somewhere Out There, which is a song I love. Yes. And that's the, that's the best thing I can say about this song. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> didn't, didn't love it. Okay. All right. Again, I'm eating, I'm, I'm listening to it while I eat my Big Mac. Um, so I'm enjoying <laughs> those things. I know I shouldn't enjoy it, but I still do. It, it, it gets me. Um, Okay, you have a guilty pleasure, David, or a hated? I don't. I don't think we did your most hated yet. Which one do you want? Let's do the most hated. Um. All right. I could not decide between "Go Tell It on the Mountain" and "Oh Holy Night." I think they're both the worst. But since you're making me choose one, I'm gonna say uh, "Oh Holy Night." Mm. Uh, I think this song is what you would get if you told an AI composer bot to write you an overly dramatic Christmas song. <laughs> I, I even, I, I, 
I, I went in with a very open mind because I wanted to make sure that what I was saying was, was my true feeling and not just something I remembered from a long time ago or whatever. Uh, so I, I typed the title of the song, Oh Holy Night into Spotify and I clicked the artist I admired the most and I listened to the Ella Fitzgerald version. And yes. even her version is just like a Christmas bomb went off is so disappointing. Mm. It's, it's, uh, it is, it is as emotionally manipulative as the Christmas shoe song, but it's done better, which is worse. It's which like is- the smarter <laughs> devil. I get you, but I, it's, I think it's salvageable because I tend to agree with you, David, but me and my friend Sarah did it like two or three years ago at Christmas Eve because, you know, you almost are obligated to if you're a church musician and you have a, a soprano that can do it because people beg for it. And we just went in with no preparation. And all we had beforehand was before we walked out to do it, we said, what key are we going to do this in? And then I just reharmonized the whole thing. And it worked better. It okay. worked better. I think it's salvageable. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm probably the worst of the three in, with my keyboard here. So I do it in D major instead of D flat. I just crank it up and have stuff because it's easier for me to play that way. I brighten it up a little bit, you know? I make it a little cheerier in the brighter key of D major rather than the mm. mellow key of D flat. But I, I think it's too long and interminable and, and I'm, I'm bored with it. People take it too slow. It starts slow and gets slower. So, you know, and this is where we'll talk about because David has such so many good questions, Kurt, um, about this. He's really into this. It's about like, are we talking about performances? Or are we talking about songs? And, but I'm like, they're to me, they're the same. Like, um, I don't like Christmas Time is Here because the Charlie Brown original original recording is a bad children's choir singing that. It's I mean, a they're very all, bad children's choir, but terrible. it's a good oh, song. That's, yeah. that's part of the charm, though. That's no. not a, I, that doesn't bother me at all. And, I, uh, I, I am the first person to criticize the bad choir, and that doesn't bother me at all. Okay, and it bothers but, me when John Lennon does it and War is Over. <laughs> bad. There are so many good children's choir. You live in New York. You live in Los Angeles. Do better. Do better. Uh, <laughs> you know, but get, I have more of a problem that you're 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 going after Go Tell on the Mountain. That's folk music. Though you can't. Oh. That's not in the same category. That's yeah. stuff written by slaves. You can't go after that. Oh. Okay. Well, now I can't say anything. I mean, then, but they're not musically educated people. They're just coming up with tunes. You then, know. Then I have no problem if it is performed in that context. But when it's in my hymnal with with dotted eights oh, and sixteen. Oh, I know what you're talking oh, yeah, about. Okay. I know what that's, you're talking about. That's what I'm not interested in yeah i understand okay all right and also the big slide up to the seventh of the the verse and everyone like slides their voices up and and look sort of looks around and smiles like oh we got to do a fun thing that just makes me so slide and a fermata you got to hold that out yeah right yeah and then it's all like jaunty it's like it's the musical manifestation of the word jazzy which is the worst adjective it's the worst adjective Okay, good. Kurt, you have a, you said your worst one, Christmas shoes. Go to um, my slash. guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably, go. It's probably just uh, Santa Baby because it's not an appropriate song anymore. It never was an appropriate song, yes. but I love I love playing over rhythm changes and it's just rhythm changes. So it's probably not a good song in that, that sense any more than 
you know, I got rhythm is, but right. I like playing over rhythm changes. So it's fun to play at parties. Santa Bay. I see all these. I have one, I have one sweeping statement. It has to be sort of the original or quasi original, you know, Eartha Kit. It's got to be that because Madonna singing about the 52 coupe and the platinum mine makes no sense. It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense when you redo these songs. Um, so Santa Baby, I, I kind of, I like it better than Baby. It's called Outside. I call them the babies, those two songs. But um, <laughs> No, I, I would choose Baby, It's Cold Outside out of those two. Really? Because wh- why? Because um, I, I like that the chord changes without the bass note changing uh, on Baby, It's Cold Outside. And you can like follow this guide tone line down. They go, I really can't stay. And then the inner line is going, da, 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 da. And the bass stays the same. That's more interesting. That's more patient than rhythm changes. That's harmonically compelling to me. Okay. Okay. I don't think we've, I mean, you both hate my songs, but we haven't agreed on anything. Okay. <laughs> um, my Guilty Pleasure. You don't like any modern songs? Any modern songs? That's good to me. Pentatonics. Isn't that? Uh, I'm not interested in pentatonics. I like, uh, <laughs> I like all a lot of the the new Christmas songs that Sufjan Stevens wrote. Uh, like that was the worst Christmas ever is a great one. The the new Kurt Ellingett Christmas album from a couple of years ago has a bunch of great new songs. Um, okay, new songs at Christmas that doesn't that doesn't jive with me. I work at a church too. We don't want new songs. I, I wrote one just for tonight. No one wants that. Play me Silent Night and Joy to the World. We don't want a new song. There's nothing new about Christmas. It's an ancient festival. Are you, are you being just contrarian right now? Or no, do you I'm being absolutely that? serious. What? What's <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, obviously Silent Night was new at one point. Yeah, that's right. And now it's canon and we just leave it alone and do the Silent <laughs> Night. No. Well, all, everything I just said is secular, so I wouldn't play that on Christmas Eve anyway. Yeah, there you go. Okay. But I still like it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. No one's judging you. I just, I want to understand. I want to understand I'm not ju- that my ignorance is not a judgment. Okay, it's the speed round time. Are you ready? We're just going to bang through some songs. You're going to say, love it, hate it, leave it. Okay, or plus down neutral. Are you ready? Jingle bells. David. Jingle fine. bells. Fine. Kurt? It's fine if it's played well. Yes, that's right. Jingle bell rock, however. Awful. I say no to Jingle Bell Rock. It's a little country like Sleigh Ride, Leroy Anderson. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm okay with that. I think it's fantastic. Yes, instrumental only. I hate the words. I don't like Farmer Brown or the birthday party or anything. I like the music only. Leroy Anderson, Sleigh Ride, Boston Pops, Arthur Fiedler. The only version that's any good. That one from 1973. Okay, let it snow. <laughs> because it's canon and we leave it alone, right? That's right. Yes, <laughs> Arthur I see, Fiedler. I, I see how you, your, yes. your world It's goes. locked in there. And I that's see. the one I listen to. I see. Uh, let it snow, a less date rapey, uh, baby, it's cold outside. I like it in general. The Take Six version from their, uh, whatever it was, 1999 album is the best. Okay. Incredible. Yeah, Kurt- I play that one. I like it. Yeah, you know, I, I hate, actually, this is the only one, my crooner buddies, I, I hate the Dean Martin version. I can't stand it. He has these O's, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, and it just drives me crazy. Um, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That's a song, not a, not a statement. Um, good, good yeah, song. Good song. Yeah, I don't have any feelings on that one. I don't really <laughs> particularly like it. 
I, I arranged that a few years ago for my jazz choir and we did it like crazy fast. It was super fun. It's beginning to look a lot like Yeah, okay. It's like super crunchy chords, it's super fun. I mean, yeah. we have old gender gender um, roles in there. The the kid, the boy gets a gun and the girl gets a doll. Um, you know, if we can grapple with that. You, uh, Kurt loves no one, Christmas. No one complained. No, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful. Yeah. I think that's Andy Williams um, or is that Barry Como? The only fine, fine, Kurt. Bet, better yeah. than Jingle Bells. Not as good as some of these other ones. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of mixed. It's weird because that's one of the only ones in three, you know? You don't have any Christmas waltzes like that. No. There's, there's literally a song called The Christmas Waltz, Kurt. There is there? Who's them? There is. Also, bad song. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are not many that I know of anyway. Yeah. Da, 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 in three quarter time, the lyrics talk about how it's a waltz. Perfect. <laughs> That's my favorite. I feel, genre. I feel like you should apologize to me, Kurt. <laughs> well, I, I, I said there aren't many. I mean, you've named one I know, other. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> That's my favorite genre of choral music, by the way. Songs about singing. I like songs that. about singing. It's a yeah. big theme. You know, I, you think about how many Broadway shows are about Broadway shows. Yes. I mean, there's just something self indulgent about that. Too, right, but. right. Okay. We're, we're clipping, clipping around. Happy holidays. That's, um, I like Stephen Eadie on that one personally but happy i never heard that and the merry bells are ringing happy holidays to you yeah i don't know I, it at all i i i've heard it but yep. i don't have any feelings just all, about it it just all goes i don't together. have any feelings about it i don't play it so. okay okay silver bells love it silver bells it's christmas time in the city um yeah fine i like i like to play that one yeah medium Yes, reminds us of a, of a simpler time. When I was a college choral conductor in South Dakota, we hosted Kenny Rogers, RAP Kenny Rogers. He would come and do a Christmas show. And Brookings, South Dakota is about 20,000 people, maybe Hastings, Kearney side, if you're talking Nebraska. And he wanted to bring a small town Christmas to Brookings. And I'm like, uh, we are a small town. Why are you? And, <laughs> and the group got together and we sang and we practiced all this really bad music. And then he had us mouth along with the track. And <laughs> It was, really? a, it was an absolutely awful experience. Yeah, you know, they wanted the no visually standing singing. there. What's no that? No fake singing. It is the right. most offensive thing to me. I don't care if it's people in, in a real room or on a music video. Don't pretend to make music. Either do it or don't do it. That's right. Right. Well, he has, he's, he's not alive anymore. So we'll just leave it there. Um, I'll be home for Christmas. Great. Love it. I don't have any feelings either no way feelings. on that one. Okay. That's um, how you do a sad song. If you want to write a Christmas song to make someone sad, you do it like that. The lyrics don't say someone died. Like you just <laughs> yeah. you just in, infer the sadness. That's right. That's why I like the Christmas song. There's no place like home for the holidays. You didn't like. I like to go pumpkin. Pie. There's no place like home for the holidays. No, did we cover that don't, already? Don't like it. Don't like it. A little too jaunty, probably. <laughs> have yourself jaunty. a merry little Christmas, Judy Garland. Great. Love it. Okay. Love the so changes. Like, love everything about that one. So we like some of the classics. Okay. Um, the character songs. Frosty, Rudolph. Kids. Kids mm. like 
again, that's weird because you're getting into the whole genre of Christmas songs written by Jewish composers, which yeah. I just think is a fascinating topic that so many of them were. Those are all Johnny Marks songs, I think. Maybe not, but uh, I think at least one of them is. Rudolph is a yeah. Johnny Marks yeah. song. And, um, you know, uh, I, you know, there's, they're not there's nothing particularly you know interesting musically about them but there's obviously something universal and appeal that kids learn these things over and over yes. and, and yeah. sing them every every year and they they transcend any specific generation so there's clearly something yeah they're not too long they're not interesting but they're not too long it's over quickly so you just like oh this sucks what you know I, I just think it's the right length for no interest. David? I think I think Rudolph is much better than Frosty. Mm -hmm. I'd agree yeah. with that too. Yeah. Even the part that goes ding -a ding ding -a ding ding -a ding ding ding. What can Frosty go? Yeah, especially that part. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest coda ever. Santa Claus is coming to town. I'll go first. I hate this one because he throws in Jesus at the end. You know. Santa knows we're all God's children. That oh, makes everything right. right. And I we're going to be nice to that. we're going to be nice to poor people too. Isn't that great of us? We're going to be like recognize them this Christmas as well. Steve, hey. I completely agree with you. It's a bad song. Yeah, thank you. Bad bad message. As as usual, we are right on the same page. <laughs> I think that's the first time we were on the same page. But okay, <laughs> Kurt, Santa, um, Santa Claus. I, I, I don't think I know that one that well. I mean, obviously, I've heard it at different times, but I don't know it well enough to even think about it. Okay, here comes Santa Claus. Elvis did that one. Here comes Santa Claus. Boom, Santa Claus. Santa Claus take take it or leave it. Yeah. Yep. It's either way. I play it sometimes at parties, but I play, I play it. I'll play it as a boogie. Okay. And yeah. it kind of works as a boogie because there's nothing that happens in it. There you <laughs> go. Okay. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Uh, Michael Jackson, Jackson Five. Later, like John Mellencamp. Was, I couldn't sing it to you. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the Christmas tree. Santa was really the dad, David. It wasn't really Santa. <laughs> got, got it. it. Under, understood. Uh, we're going to have to put some warnings on the beginning of this podcast. So there's a sp Christmas spoiler alert yes, yes. for any small that children was... listening. Daddy dressed don't up. Don't ruin it. Right. But, uh, uh, I, don't mind, I don't mind that, that one. I don't like the lyric, but I, I don't mind yeah. the melody. Okay. The I've got about, you know, 10 more. Up on the rooftop. Bum, 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 bum. That's like Jingle Housetop. Bells. Housetop. Up on right? the housetop. Okay. 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 Uh, fine. Don't love it. Oh, yeah. oh, the mistletoe. Okay. Uh, jolly old St. Nicholas. Jolly old St. Nicholas. I actually like this tune. I actually like it and I like the changes on it because it reminds me of some sort of almost medieval thing, depending on how you play it. Hmm. Yeah, which is there for me. Yeah. I'm lukewarm. Okay. All right. We did the babies. Oh, see the bad children's choir on that John Lennon one, War is Over. The bad one on I saw, see John Mellencamp does I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus with a bad children's choir. Uh, though this is Christmas. I don't think that's a good song. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, good, David. Uh, the John Lennon song. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I know it. What's how does it go? So this is Christmas. 
No, I don't know it. I've never heard that. It's another one in three four, so I guess there are more of them than I thought of. I mean, what he just sings in twelve eight, right? or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think you can call that in three. I think okay. that's still quadruple meter. I count fast. All right. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I don't want to let you off the hook, David. I'm sorry because I, I was offended by something you 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 wrote to me. Your guilty pleasure is like Mannheim Steamroller. Yes, I put that in the guilty pleasure pleasure category because it it is it is often um, musically clever and kind of fun, but the sound of those records is so just like saturated with. 80s ticks and indicators that mm -hmm. it is hard for me to listen to okay now i get them mixed up with the trans-siberian railroad is that right like because i don't i i have to tell you i don't know who Mannheim steamroller is i don't ever is that the guy from omaha yeah jackson berkey at least he started uh, that's it what, that's what i thought yeah um yeah kurt it's just like super synthy kind of like cleverly composed 80s synth christmas arrangements hmm. yeah we're gonna pay fewer people to do this concert so instead of hiring an orchestra i'm going to do it on the synthesizer yeah and finally i mean we can't <laughs> leave this without you guys started yep. before in our pre-talks arguing about in the bleak midwinter and i want to oh, hear wait. what this is about in the bleak midwinter okay we're gonna go we're gonna let's just segue into some you know carols now some sacred okay. music i'm like hot take which is better holst or dark in the blood meat like bleak midwinter and david went one is absolutely stunning and the other is trash i think he called it trash david and i'm like i agree the dark is stunning and the holst <laughs> is trash and david did not agree <laughs> so, so no it, it's the other way but i i was exaggerating a little bit i don't think that dark version is trash but it does feel to me like it, it feels too composed. It feels like what I would write. The, and the Holst version is magic. I like the way when you say, when it, when the text is long ago, dark makes that note long. I like that part. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> low hanging fruit though. Yeah. And then, and then he repeats the text and, and like, give my heart, give my, it just not just like one word, one note. Let's get this it's over nice. with. It's Where's nice. my paycheck? yeah okay, okay. And I, I guess i give it to dark because i cannot think of another piece by dark i mean he has this you know episcopal music this was Anglican music. <laughs> how, how is that an argument for it being better? <laughs> yes, i mean throw the guy a bone it's just like a <laughs> random fact this other guy's got the planets and you know rig veda hymns and all this other business and this guy's got a little christmas carol and you're like you're, you're making my it. argument you're explaining why holst is better <laughs> Holst is a better I, yes, Kurt. Go ahead. I was going to say I, I'm not weighing in because I'm biased on this one. I've made an or orchestra version of the Holst, and, and so I, I I dearly love the Holst. I don't have a problem with the dark. I've played it a lot. It's occasionally a good palate cleanser. I think of the dark as a sort of British music from a certain time period. Yes, and that's exactly what I said. I love British music from a certain time period. Here's I want to hear "See Amid the Winter Snow." I want to hear "In the Bleak Midwinter." I want to go. I want snow and Christmas and boys singing. That's what I want. That's Christmas Here, to me. Here's the other thing. Even though this song, like the text, is totally inaccurate for like the the weather of Jesus' birth. Yes. If you're singing about in the bleak midwinter, to me, I imagine like snowfall and you're huddled and, and there's like a, there's, there's a, 
like an intimacy and a closeness to that. And the dark setting of this melody is so expansive. And the holst is, is, is all like packed in tight together. And, and it feels much more like true to the text. But I don't think the dark version is a carol though. Does I that matter? Really, no, I, I mean, it might. You, you just it, mean because he didn't write a chorale? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Holtz is writing something that four amateurs can sing together at Christmas time. I'm sure. not sure that Dark is doing mm -hmm. the same thing. But either way, like that, that decision is better for the text because it, it uses a smaller range and it's homorhythmic and it's not like these long lines with big long notes and a big right. range. Um, I mean, like the, the Dark to me sounds like a lot of like Rudder's Christmas arrangements, which I like a oh. lot, but... Right. I, I don't think that fits this text as well as what Holst did. Hmm. Bob Chilcott had one, and I remember liking it. I think it was just called Midwinter. And I remember liking it, but I couldn't remember a thing other thing about it. I mean, I went to a kid's concert or something. It's like, oh, I didn't know this one. I was like, that's pleasant. And then 10 years later or five years later, I have no recollection of how that piece goes for, for what it's worth. There's a third. Favorite Carol, David? Carol, now let's go to church. Oh goodness! Um, probably either the the um, maybe "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." It's mm. hard 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 to argue with that. Yeah. Or or music musically maybe the oh, "Away in a Manger," the one that starts with the ascending fourth. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Although that that text is not as good. Sure. Sure. Oh, or. Um, Low how I rose. That's probably my favorite. Is the yeah. Or, that's... Would you call would you call the Hugo Disler setting a, a carol? No, or just a, or just a setting. <laughs> no, that's a choral piece version, but it's okay. cool. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, I it's... mean, it has a lot of like like they're singing the same rhythms. It's not expansive. That yeah. that that's the that's for me the sort of definitive kind of Christmas anthem is that Disler setting of Low How I Rose. Mm. Yeah, I love Loha Rose. I love, um, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm programming this year because I, I can't get over it. Do you know the Basque Carol, the Angel Gabriel? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that thing. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And um, I like the first Noel too because of what you can do with it harmonically. Yeah. When you're playing it. So. Yeah, I hate the ones, and I, I guess I'm just so judgmental. That's my, uh, that's my ENFJ, whatever you call that. Your Myers Briggs personality test. I like things in their little boxes. I hate those 19th century ones that you want to play on the piano at home. I hate. Uh, it came um, up on it, a midnight clear. Oh, I can't stand that. I can't stand that. It, yeah, all the sort of schmaltzy. Let's gather around the clavinova and Grandma's going to play this. I, I I don't want it in church. I, I it's from a remember. better time, Steve, when people <laughs> had to make music for themselves right, in their right. homes, right? <laughs> right. Instead of just turning on the radio, right? I'm, okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's 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 theologically like really gripping. I mean, it's a horrible, sinful, weary world we live in, and maybe we'll have a little hope there. But um, I don't know it doesn't do it for me what what songs in particular are you referring to besides it came upon a midnight clear um because i don't love that one in particular but i have a feeling some of the other ones you're grouping together with it I, I do like okay hold on i might have to grab a book here that one in particular <laughs> that one in particular but anything that is like these these this mid 19th century that's kind of the schmaltz you don't like all the of, um... like all the common tone diminished chords no 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 i don't i don't i don't know my book is too far away. 
that that's the that's the best one or the worst one of, of that little genre <laughs> okay okay um okay good so my favorite carol i don't i don't think i have a favorite carol my wife likes all these wexford carols and the cherry trees and the holly i think you like the holly, I and the holly, ivy. I, holly and the ivy is a great tune i like that a lot that's a good mm -hmm. one Joseph is walking and Mary is, sees the thorn and those kind of things. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not lazy. I, I'll do a little more homework for church, but we don't really pull those out on, on, on Christmas Eve in our, in my context. No, no. So they're, they're more like for us. Okay. Any final thoughts here? This has been fun. What are you doing this Christmas there, David? What are you doing? Oh man. Um, I know it's nothing. a month away. It is a month away. I I don't know. We're I'm still thinking about Thanksgiving. We're in the Thanksgiving season, so I I haven't let my mind go there yet. Okay. Are we That's not going to talk about uh, simply oh. having a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney? Oh, I hate that one. I, I hate do all... too. Good. Okay. Sure. Thank you, David. Do David, we all agree we... on hating that one? Why do I hate that? I hate the synthesizer. I hate the. I just I can't I I I mean it just sounds like I made it, you know they did that parody on Saturday Night Live do 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 that old Jimmy Fallon's holding the keyboard and they're all there and it's like and on that one string instrument and that's what I mean that's what it sounds like to me he made a billion dollars with that song but that sorry in in the history of rock and roll class I teach I when we talk about the Beatles I talk about how Lennon and McCartney's writing style like complemented each other perfectly and the evidence of that is that after the Beatles broke up they they wrote the types of songs they would have written alone and they were all terrible. <laughs> yes, yes. All the Lennon solo songs and all the McCartney solo songs are terrible and the yes. songs they wrote together are all amazing and this is like example number 1 at the top of the list. <laughs> this is what you get when Paul McCartney writes a song and John Lennon isn't sitting there saying <laughs> <laughs> whatever he said to make the songs better right <laughs> so I, I, well, you can only imagine what it would have been. <laughs> i i turn that one off if it comes on the radio i i, I change to anything silence open the window i do not i do not like that at all and i hate last christmas by wham i hate that one i don't know if it's really about christmas it, the breakup happened on christmas i think that's it and they play this harry chapin song I met my lover at the grocery store. Da, 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 da. The snow turned into rain. He runs into his old old girlfriend and they mm. drink beer in his yeah. car. And it's like, it happens at New Year's Eve or something. So they put it on the Christmas station. I'm like, this is depressing. And um, it has nothing to do with Christmas except the, the time frame. Um, but yeah, I think my my knowledge of this, I know who takes it, takes it, sorry, I want to clear that. But it, it basically <laughs> stops, you know, in the, in the 19th. When, when you start like synthesizing these, things i go i tune out no thanks oh, you know. their, their you know best what? albums were all before 2000 and do you want me to like really throw some controversy into the end i hate mary did you know i oh, can't God. stand that thing no, how is that controversial no controversial it? here <laughs> no it's terrible it's like just like it's one of those songs where i just wish that that the blessed version was around so that she could just say yep yeah, I right. did. <laughs> I mean, yep, I, I knew that already. <laughs> Stop asking me so many times. Indeed. I mean, if we're going to go about three, four, it's in a minor key. That might that might be its that, distinguishing quality. It's in a minor key. Mary, did you? Yeah, right. That that's another song where um, people people just get manipulated by the lyrics. And if if you just played that music for someone, they'd be like, "That's boring." Yes. <laughs> oh. Right. 
It was very boring. Which which is true about most songs. I mean, most Christmas songs are bad because most songs are bad. There's nothing special <laughs> about Christmas. Yeah. <clears throat> This is I mean, the there, there are special there is something special about Christmas, but that's that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know I was going we're going really, really screwed on us here. Seriously. David ends this off and there's nothing special about Christmas. So <laughs> let me take your turkey from you, tiny Tim. And... Uh, no, I would I would never do that. <laughs> every song and everyone is great. Yes. See, that's what that's what we think now in 2020. They're trying. It means something to someone, David. That means it has value. Right. I started invited us here. Right. That's right. It started a minor kerfuffle the other day when I mentioned something about on eagles wings. And like, you want to know how 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 our our country is divided? I think I was a Facebook post. If you really want to know how divided our country is, ask your church music friend about on eagles wings. And uh, because Joe Biden mentioned it in his like president-elect acceptance speech um and um and people have opinions about that um i think it's hard to sing i think it's hard for everyone to sing that one unless you're at a catholic congregation i used to be at a catholic parish and we just knew by heart but if you're like looking at the music and it's your first time because it's way down there and then that's way up here and that first chord that first time you come in on a c sharp over a g major chord i'm like who can find that note uh david you're laughing Oh, it's it's a bad song. <laughs> it is a bad song. It's a it terrible is. song. People love it. it people love people in the love garden. It. People love in the garden. People love on eagles' wings. Bad, bad song. People also love bad, bad song. songs. They love McDonald's. I'm gonna stick yeah. up for the people here. People love things. <laughs> at least McDonald's tastes good. Like it, it has that redeeming initially. quality to it. Yeah. Kurt says no. <laughs> no. Initially. <laughs> okay. Any last, any final thoughts, Kurt? Anything we, we missed here? Thanks for bringing up that Paul McCartney song, David. That was that was, that was a big omission there. No, I I think we've about we've about covered Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Gloucestershire or uh, the other Wassail? Which one is better? Or they're both good. You lost me. The Wassail songs. There are two of them. Wassail, There's Wassail. That's the Gloucestershire. The other one is uh, Here We Come, a Wassailing. That, one. <laughs> that one's in the Boar's Head Festival. That's the one I know. Yeah, I like both of them. <clears throat> I like both of them as well, too. Yours, David, is easier for everyone to sing. But if you do that Vaughn Williams arrangement of the other one, it's more interesting. I've, I've literally never even heard the first one you sang, so I should check it out. Really? Wassail, yeah. Wassail all over the town. Oh, okay. Maybe I've heard it. Maybe it, didn't, it did not stick with me. They mentioned the devil. May the devil. People yell at that. <laughs> uh, that's a thing, you know, the mummers, the wassailers that come in. My wife is Norwegian or Norwegian-American, and she lived in North Dakota, which is basically transplanted Norway into North Dakota. And she remembers we had this big talk the other night about people in hideous masks coming to their home. In oh, for Christmas? Day. And yeah, yeah. And you give them cake and you give them things and they go away. They sing some songs and they're... Can we hideous. talk about yeah. uh, cr- Christmas carolers? How do sure. you guys feel when a group of people come to your door in the oh, middle of the evening and try to sing at you? It makes I, me really uncomfortable. For sh- There's something that I just don't like. It's just like when somebody, you know how it is if you're a musician and, and you ever meet somebody that's like, well, I wrote a song once and then they come up and they want to sing it for you and just like stare you down in the eyeballs and do it. There, I feel the same sort of uncomfortability with, with that, with the people just so close making 
<laughs> doing something intimate like that it just yeah it yeah that's it it's, it's like, like if someone came up to your door and rang the doorbell and started like talking to you like their therapist that's right. i would feel the same way as when <laughs> yes. i have to listen to them sing and i'm the only person listening to it yes it's, it's awkward it's awkward. Okay. keep your lights off shut your lights off <laughs> I mean, we used to do that for old people at church and they, they like it, but they kind of know we're coming. You know what I mean? It's, a different, it's not sure. like unintrusive. You know, they're in right. their homebound or in their something and you bring a little cheer to them that way, Scrooge. But right, you're uninvited right. to the house. No, thanks. If you're invited, sure. Yeah, uninvited, okay. no thanks. Right, we covered okay. some. That, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Okay, <laughs> don't right. come to your house unless you're rehearsed first i mean if it's you guys uh, i mean i'll just invite you in you don't have to sing and we can just talk about other stuff but for if there are any other people out there thinking about it okay. if any of my students are listening to this <laughs> don't do it well especially not now in covid time right don't, don't. well that's right that's right, right. and don't the come out sleeping and... and the dog will start barking and i mean yeah. how much are you really going to rehearse before you come over and sing like there's just a lot of ways it can go bad indeed I think your students would probably rehearse a lot before they ever came over and tried to sing at your they, house. They better. <laughs> All right. With that, we'll wrap it up. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm like 28 episodes into this and I've done the Midwestern goodbye every time. I say goodbye, last thoughts, and then 15 minutes later, we wrap it up. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's fine. That's why I put my name on the show because I can do whatever I want.